You are listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with a global soul. Um, our theme music is a clip of Summer Nights by the Eric Jones Trio. It's provided by our friend Mark Chesanel, who plays with the Eric Jones Trio every Thursday and Sunday at Good Times Jazz Bar downtown. Hey everyone, welcome to Arts on the Air. This is Tamara Garvey, and I have the pleasure of being with the two people who make up Nomadic Photo Arc. It is Monica Jane Frizzell and Adam Scher. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. So happy to have you guys. Um, so this is, it's a little bit of an anomaly for the show because you're not Savannah residents. This is your second time here. They, their, um, their art project is they travel the country in their truck named Ferdinand, and they are towing the Nomadic Photo Arc, which is a converted cargo trailer. And they've equipped it with a black and white photo darkroom and a small office and recording space. Let's see, and then a little bit from your website. It's um, the, like the gist of your project is as you meet people, you record their story and you create a portrait with an 8x10 Kodak Master Field camera. Yeah. Now, That's the name fun. of that camera, <laughs> can you describe the look of it? Because it is amazing. Yeah. Um, so it's a military-grade camera. It was built in the 40s. I believe I'm still waiting for somebody to correct me on that. But, um, it was a. Uh, it's made out of steel, and it's basically like what you would imagine an old, like photographer from the 1800s to be shooting with. So I use a a dark cloth over my head when I focus, and then I have big um, film holders that are eight by ten, and those hold two sheets each. It's and it's like those metal. The racks that you like stick in and out of kind the camera. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, um, they can be wood, plastic, but mine are a combination of all three. And then, yeah, it's just a much slower process. There's yeah. a big old lens on the front that, but you know, I can't actually see the person when I'm actually taking the photograph. It's only when I'm focusing on the person. What do you see when you're taking the photo? I just stand off to the side. Okay. So the, so basically the way that it works is I go underneath the hood and there's, um, and I look through the glass. Is this too much detail? No. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to be, fa- the camera, very okay, fascinating. Cool. Um, so I look through the glass, um, and I'll have the person stand and then I have to have them kind of stay still and then I come out and I'll load the film, but then I no longer can see through that glass okay. once I load the film. So, so then, hopefully they've stayed really yeah, still. Exactly. Yeah. So it requires a lot of like. Uh, cooperation, I guess is a better <laughs> word, <laughs> from the person. So do you kind of, and you don't really know how well the photo turned out literally until you develop it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How many photos do you usually take then of a person? Um, Just to make sure. Two at the very max. Okay. But um, generally lately I've been just doing one. I just feel if I know I have it, I, I'm not going to yeah. take more. And um so don't be offended if you only take <laughs> just prepare. one. Like, yeah, one and done. Yeah, That's good. but sometimes I'll take more. It just kind of depends on how it feels with that person or yeah. how I feel with like what's happening with the light or what's happening okay. with the scenery. If it's or kind of an active environment, that's yeah. what might have happened. Just the fact that um, the cloth that you have to go under, it's like this shroud. It just feels very Victorian. <laughs> and I saw on your social media, there's a photo of you taking a photo and you're like lunging and somebody commented on the lunging, which I appreciated because I was like, yeah, look at her stance. I love it. <laughs> yeah, apparently I do that. I know some <laughs> that's yeah. No, it's like absolutely a thing. It's amazing. It's like a very physical photo activity yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I love mean, that it's not light it's heavy I mean it's such the opposite of the way that it's come down to where you point your phone and you just take a million and each one is worth nothing and you can just delete it if you want and yours is very it's like a sculpture yeah each piece no it feels really <laughs> engaging I guess. um I want to just back up a second and just talk about how you guys met and you started doing this so on your website it said you you both were from Seattle um and Monica you had really trained in analog photography and you gone in various art residencies and had a job assisting a Pulitzer awarded photographer is that Mm -hmm. right and then Adam I love just the two of you it's like the perfect just combination (laughs) of experience where Adam you said you were an avid traveler by bike and Mm -hmm. you biked three months across Europe (laughs) documenting by writing and photographs and then you also had experience in recording yeah my dad worked at the NPR affiliate in Seattle for for 30 years amazing Um, and then I went to a high school that also had a radio station. Okay. At it. So it was a magnet school, top 40 dance station in Seattle. So I hadn't done any audio editing or recording since high school, but wow. I had done a lot of it. It had been around, yeah. yeah. 
What was your favorite? What's your What's your favorite dance song? Real fast. That's <laughs> a good dance recommendation. Doesn't have to be your favorite. What's Maybe one I've, you like? I blocked. I blocked that part of my. <laughs> Do you mean dance like was it '90s kind of dancing or was it more old time? No, it was in uh, our our station was the first station in the states to play Lady Gaga on the air. Wow, I love that. So that kind of before that New York, kind of she was from New York, right? Yeah, she was oh. the first. Yeah. That's some good trivia for your station. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you met, where, did you meet in Seattle or? We did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I had moved, up, or I, had, I was staying at a friend's house up there while I was building the trailer in um, kind of the end of 2020 into 2021. Okay. And then... Um, like deep into COVID. Deep into COVID, yeah. So you were building this trailer on your own. Yes. Had you already decided on this nomadic project like that's what you were doing yeah I mean I had always done various versions of it um and then I decided that I like instead of doing something reasonable like buying a house or something I decided I was gonna build this <laughs> go the studio. opposite <laughs> yeah um because I figured it would be something that I can take kind of anywhere and always be able to make the work that I would need to make yeah. or at least allow me to set up some hodgepodge darkroom space wherever I am and um so anyways, I went to Seattle and I had a friend who's a, he's a mechanic, um, but he was like, yeah, I'll help you build that. Wow. And he's a, he's like, he, he works on tow trucks now, but, um, so he does a lot of electrical stuff and he just, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just trusted that equipment. he'd be able to help me and I had never even like touched a grinder or anything. So I had no idea what I was doing. And then I... Yeah, and then we met in February. February of 2021. Yeah. 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 And you just gradually said to him, hey, by the way, I'm working on this project where I'm going to hit the road and never come it back. Wasn't how, it like, wasn't gradual. Like, how did this happen? Gradual. Yeah, it was... <laughs> we moved into the back of the truck about two and a half, three months after we met. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was not gradual. It's a tiny space. Yeah. It's a very small It's really space. throwing it together. You learn if together. you can cohabitate with someone fairly quickly if you're living in my Yeah, you guys don't even, do it halfway, do you? Yeah, no, no, no. We didn't even really realize we were, like, moving in together until Fair. I was, like, at his house and I was helping him pack his stuff. And I was like, you're moving out. <laughs> like, we're moving. Yeah. Like, because, you know. It's where like where are you going apartment. next? Yeah, it's, it's not like we have, like, an apartment that we're cohabitating in. It's like we... You know, then I had to make the trailer kind of work for... Because I was not... You know, I've always wanted to find a partner that would want to do this with me. But yeah. it, you never expect it's actually going to happen. To meet somebody who's going to take on something that like, yeah. unusual. So did you guys both... Since, I guess, you know, you both had homes before you moved into this thing. Did you have to store a lot of stuff? Or do you just, like, get rid of it all? What do you... No. I mean, <laughs> I, we both have stuff stored okay. on yeah. either coast. Because our parents are on, each, are on separate coasts. Um, but... No, I mean, I've done a lot. And my, you know, like those bike trips have been how I've traveled. Yeah. And so, you know, each time I do one, I have to get rid of more stuff. Because yeah, that's interesting. Each time I ask my parents if I can put stuff in their basement, it's you have less and I have less and less room that I can, that <laughs> right. I can use. Right. You're wearing out your basement yeah. welcome a little. Well, yeah. It's more that I think they have more plans for the basement. <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't have a ton of. I didn't have a ton of That's stuff. That's interesting. So you have been like almost working your way up to this thing of yeah. being on the road permanently. Oh, for sure. yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was, was um, big steps. Really? Like I, I mean, I hadn't lived in any place longer than a couple months for over like two years already. So okay. my stuff, like I have a lot of art and like old prints and art books yeah. and like stuff that I just cannot seem to get rid of that's at my parents place and then now I also have a couple bins at Adam's folks place and that stuff like I always accumulate I mean you always accumulate especially as an artist you're just always yeah it's really hard stuff. to I mean it's kind of this really romantic idea to be like I, I own no items and I'm just free like a leaf yeah. but yeah as an artist I mean you have things that mean stuff to you and yeah. just the equipment to make your art yeah. takes up a lot of space yeah, yeah. and then the more and I shoot books. yeah and photo books because I'm obsessed with photo books and yeah. like the more I shoot like you know, I'm getting to a point where I have too many negatives to store with us. So we're hopefully by the time we leave here, I'll be mailing stuff up to my parents' place and keeping 
yeah. this archive safe is the main thing because I you know you just never know what's gonna happen. right climate control. Yeah, I would think. I mean, even something as small like paper thin is a negative. If you have enough of them, it's gonna take up some space. And you have to do something with like space. Yeah, back when <laughs> people had a lot of CDs and DVDs, and yeah. that, that took up a lot of space. It's, well, yeah. and weight. Yeah, not yeah, light the weight of it. Add it all up. Yeah. yeah. So, so you met each other, and you just discovered that you both had this incredibly nomadic soul. <laughs> really <laughs> early on, too. I would say the first I few mean, days like of hanging first, out. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the second time we. I wouldn't necessarily call them dates, but when we went on a walk and like we had planned a, you were telling me, Adam was telling me about this bike trip that he really wants to do in, in Europe In Europe, and I was like, yeah, we should do that. And that's something that like we're still kind of planning on doing. And, yeah. And I mean, that was pretty instant. You Just know? right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Realize that was your thing. Did you, um, so the, the specific project you're doing where you travel around and interview people and then also record their story, did you come up with that right away or did that develop after a while of trying things out? I mean, this iteration is new for, I mean, Monica has been doing some version of that, but the, having the audio component is new with yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I had always interviewed people and I have recordings of people that I photographed five, six years ago, but it never really went past that. Like maybe I'd pull a quote from it or I don't know. I'd never really had the patience. And then Adam was able to offer that. Yeah. It's also, it's just a lot of work to kind of hold on to in your head doing both to pair this. I mean, I'm amazed that people, I'm always sort of shocked at how some people are able to do all of that, but I am not one of those people. (laughs) And I think Adam, you know, us working on it together really allows us to give the time to each person yeah. very fully which yeah. is much better and it's cool and I guess yeah so before like if you're taking this kind of long form photo with somebody then obviously you're chatting and so you're getting their story but maybe when the time came for you to display the work and have art shows you weren't the words weren't ending up in the show as well it wasn't being paired the way it is now where it's yeah. like this almost multimedia experience at your shows yeah yeah and that I'm excited to see how that evolves over time because you know the, like the show at Sulphur right now is kind of our first time because we do a lot of pop-ups, but it's like they're up for two hours and they come down the next day. We don't have any time to like sit uh, with it and just yeah. be like, what worked and what didn't right, work? Right, and tweak it. Yeah, and here it's just been so cool. Just every time walking in there, I'm seeing different things. And, and then we're trying, I think, trying different stuff. Um, yeah, different ways of approaching people, finding people to do interviews and portraits, and then just different ways of displaying it in yeah. that space like using the using the tvs in a video loop so people i mean people like screens that's fine so they can go in if they're, yeah, if play they're, on that. People if love they're screens. more yeah if they're more apt to look at something on a screen then they can still be exposed to the stories and still be part of that conversation even yeah. if they're not gonna and people are so trained to be looking at something and listening at the same time. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, yeah. we're all just watching TV yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I'll say it to just, um, you know, we'll talk about your show tons more. But basically you're getting toward the end of a two-month-long show. It's, is it month, one month, two months? So like it's almost itself? two months. Almost okay. two months, yeah. Of an exhibition at Sulphur Studios. And this is going to come out on... A particular Wednesday. I have a terrible memory, so I can't remember which. But <laughs> two days from the day this comes out is the first Friday of April, and oh, cool. there will be a closing reception for yeah. you guys. So everybody come to the yeah. closing reception at Sulphur. There will be a street fair. So it'll basically be to see you guys at, like, the end of your show. So I think when your show opened, it was work up from previous cities, right? And then are you kind of swapping things out as your Savannah interviews go along? Yeah, we'll be rotating in stuff from here, here and then yeah okay just stuff from here and other places that people haven't seen yet that we haven't had a chance to share yeah there's a lot of stuff from there's quite a few prints up from florida which is where we were right before here from. but um there's a lot more that i want to print and yeah a lot of stories there's not there, a lot of stories but from, from yeah the there's so pretty much just a handful i think there's like one or five, two or yeah. something yeah and so i think we'll be adding in a lot of that and then you know, I think by the time the closing is, we would have photographed about 30 people here. Oh, wow. take. So we'll include some of them. As much as you can. Yeah. So when you, when you guys first started and you were in Seattle, where did you take off to first and how much of it is planned out? <laughs> um, we were in, I guess, in well, we were in Bellingham. Up, in Washington. Yeah, in yeah. Washington for a couple months. And that was like, 
we were living in an RV park and really just sort of figuring out a, like I was, you know, I was going to leave Seattle in March. Um, but then when I met Adam, I was like, okay, maybe we'll see what this is. Um, so I stayed and, um, and then Adam took a job in Bellingham and we stayed there until July. And then we, and then Adam quit that job. Yeah. And then I was like, (laughs) Adam do this instead. (laughs) So then he quit and then we ended up going to, um, North Hero, Vermont, which was a place that had kind of invited us to come and do it. And this was the first time we'd ever really done it where like we photographed people in Seattle. We like experience, we worked out. Figured it out. Yeah. We worked out some kinks and like neighbors and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and at the RV park, it was really great. Yeah. Your fellow nomads. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But then, um, when we went to Vermont, that was like the first place that was really, we had like no connection. Right. And like, we had no idea what we were doing really. And you but, said they had invited you. How did you reach out to just various? No, my entities? my mom is an artist. She's a painter, and she had she was doing a show there, and she told the gallery owner. It's like this art um, space. Space. It's yeah. not even really a gallery, but she had told her what we were doing, and she was like, they should come. And originally, we were just gonna fly out, but then they heard about the whole thing and then they wanted to bring the whole thing. So we, and, and also we were only supposed to be there for a week, but then they invited, there was somebody that offered us some housing and offered to stay there for a whole month so that we were, but you know, we were there for an entire month and we only photographed about 10 people. So we were learning how to to do what we do, which is like, there's a lot of, I don't know, a lot of times I'm like, ah, we'll just get there and meet somebody. And then, right, like, you know, right. it's not really like that. I wish it was, but it's not. Sometimes you have to do more. Because people are like, early what are planning. you trying to do? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think. Well, we just really need, we need an in with people that live in that oh, yeah. community. To spread the word that you're not just insane people. Who exactly. just Yeah, yeah. 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 That, that Pretty first, much. First, first Go to these strangers yeah. passing through town <laughs> into their dark room. Alone but just like get you know, that initial connection with, you know, even just a half a dozen people. Yeah. 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 Much more. To spread the word. But like to put that into, you know, context, like, yeah, like we were there for a month and we photographed 10 people and last go, you know, last year when we were here, we were here for about a month and we photographed 40. So people really like to talk here. Yeah. People are very friendly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. part of it is that, yeah. <laughs> but it's also, we just really had a much better idea of how to do it. Yeah. And we had support. You learned how much it helps to have local people yeah, support and spreading yeah. the word. Yeah. And in Vermont, we were cold calling people. So like, I mean, I don't know if I would say yes, if some random person got my phone number and like <laughs> called me, I just think it, I hope that we can go back and like, you know, oh, yeah. maybe spend, and I think even now, like, even if we went back there, I feel like Adam and I would have a much better understanding of what we're trying to do. Yeah. Because, you know, you you're exploring. You have your whole process, yeah. you're slicker about it, Exactly. It. So I'm really struck by, so you guys started, you, like, took off from Washington State and drove <laughs> yeah. to Vermont. Yeah. yeah. That's the hardest possible. <laughs> That's the craziest drive. How is that? It's almost as far as you can go. What, yeah. did, did any crazy things happen on the road that first time, like, in your truck hauling this little trailer? It was a pretty decent drive, except we, we had, um... I have these jacks underneath the trailer and there there used to be four of them that had been bolted and we stayed at a campground outside of Glacier National Park and um, we left fairly early in the morning. I don't even think it was that early. Apparently a moose walked by our campsite. But wow, beautiful. Saw it. Yeah, we didn't see it, but it was, you know, I mean, that area is like unbelievably gorgeous, but we were staying at this place and then... I drove out and then I heard this like, I mean like the loudest noise I've ever heard in Make my the life. noise. I don't know if I can. It was like just the right most we like grinding, uh, like just, and it was, we had gone over a speed bump and the two rear jacks on the trailer were still down. So they had wedged into the um, cement and oh. like we couldn't move, move and we like were blocking the entire exit oh, and no. um, but then like this you know this guy rolls in with like a he rolls in on one of those giant bus rvs and he was like oh we've all done it you know and then, really? like, all these campers <laughs> came around thing. and were like helping us jack it There's up a and, jack, and, uh, and then i you know i pulled them off it. and then 
But they were just like completely mangled, oh, just no. destroyed. So these are sort of like anchors. They're stabilizing kind of, yeah. Okay. jacks, yeah. Yeah, right. And like, I had, yeah. Who knows? I just, I think I, Adam and I both thought that the other person had done it. Yeah, and yeah. Then, but you know, so I, was, like I was driving, so it was it was my fault because I did not look. <laughs> It was a, it was yeah, a good I think time. these things just about like the physicality of the both the truck and the arc that you're pulling. You have to come up with like divvying up your rolls yeah. in it or whatever. And that we've just gotten better at doing yeah. as we've been with it more. And and it's also it's just it's you know the inside of the trailer has changed so much. Like so many parts of when we were first traveling, it took so long to pack up, and it looked right. like. To set up anything, and now it, it's fairly quick. It's not it's five minutes. Or yeah, yeah, five minutes. It's not. Yeah, like, yeah. And that's just taking time. Like I was curious. So when you you know you have like your own cool dark room for black and white, which those are sort of old enough. I remember in high school taking black and white photography, and the dark room stuff was so fun. There was like the part of getting the film out of the camera and on the reel mm-hmm. with your hands in a bag, and then. The developing the film and then developing the prints and the little trays of chemicals. So how do you, as you're going about and you need equipment, like you need photo paper and you need chemicals and stuff, do you, how do you, how do you guys order things if you ever need it? You don't have a permanent address. How do you obtain your items? I just use whatever address whatever somebody form. will let me use. <laughs> okay. You know, and then I buy pretty big amounts yeah. when I need to and if I can. And then, um, but like, you know, here I'll, I'm just having it sent to it's not as difficult i mean i order from adorama in new york so they're not super slow yeah recommendations for people yeah they're looking to get into this i'm a big adorama supporter um bnh also has a lot of stuff but i don't okay use them as often and then um there's also freestyle out of california which if you're on the west coast they're great and very fast but yeah on the East Coast, pretty much. But, like, I don't know, sometimes when we were in Florida, there was this amazing... What was that place called? I forgot. Don't remember. I don't remember the name of the store, but it was this awesome store, like, yeah. in Orlando that had... Colonial Photo and Hobby. Yeah. And they had, like, all I needed there. And that was... So if if I ever find a place that is local to where we were... Yeah. I will go them. do it. Even if it's a couple dollars more, it's just worth right. it. Right. Because they need the support. What is the, the the place here that's a couple miles... Is it Bay Camera, I think? Oh, I haven't found that. Oh, okay. I haven't gone. There's a little neighborhood just a mile or two from where we are called um, Habersham Village. Yeah. Which you could get to. And there's a little camera shop. Oh, cool. Well, so we'll go look at that. Yeah, we should go look. Because <laughs> I'd love to be able to... Because for some reason, shipping stuff to Savannah takes a little longer. Oh, really? I don't know what it's is weird. up with that, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's see. Yeah. I was going to ask. So, and the camera that you have, how did you originally, it, how did you get that? And then if anything ever goes wrong on it, like, do you fix it? Do you tweak it? How does that happen? Um, I've watched you fix things. I have, oh, I, yeah. I have yeah. fixed it. Um, like a couple screws came out and then I had to like find some replacements for them somehow, which was like the closest thing we could find yeah i think almost like eyeglass screws or something yeah Yeah. they're all very small um but i just i bought it from ebay when i decided to look for it it's amazing and i love that there just there are these victorian era (laughs) cameras floating around there's a lot of them i mean there's that one specifically is not super common the and i don't know why it just that was some like by the grace of something that it happened to be like because when I originally started looking I was like okay it'll take me a while to find one because you wanted that specific and I wanted that specific one because I wanted like a tank I'm not very gentle on my equipment and what is the tank it's just a it's just steel so I just knew that it could handle I just don't the wooden cameras are beautiful and I think that it would be lovely to have one one day but like I just didn't trust myself. <laughs> um, yeah, and this then, thing has to be, you know, traveling across the country. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's, everything's rattling a lot. Like, yeah. it just, I'm not, I'm not kind to my equipment. <laughs> I should be much more, but much kinder, but um, whatever. They, it's still, they love me. The camera loves me. <laughs> um, but, it, um, yeah, and then I just looked and, and there it was, and then I emailed the, or I put a bid on it, and then the guy actually emailed me, and he was he 
runs this place called Cat Labs out of Massachusetts and mm. another great store. They refurbish a lot of stuff. And he was like, are you looking for just the camera? And I was like, no, I need the whole kit. I need the backs. I need all that stuff. So he put yeah. it all together and then I bought it from him. But it was, so it was great. But That's an amazing, amazing yeah. find. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever keep in touch with that man? Does he know what you're using all this for? No, I emailed him... A while ago, asking about parts, hmm. and he said he would keep an eye out. But he might like know. to see yeah, just maybe. what you're doing. You know, yeah, he sees like that. where his baby is going, yeah, right. country, <laughs> what it's doing. Yeah, he, yeah. Maybe <laughs> All the people it's documented. It has. It's documented a lot of people now. But <laughs> there's a woman who I, I mean, I do my art full time, and I make a lot of prints and cards. And there's certain people that I just have kept ordering the same equipment. Like there's a woman who I've just been ordering envelopes from you know, every two months for like five years now. And eventually we became Facebook friends and we keep in touch. <laughs> and she awesome. looks at my art. It's really funny. And so, yeah, she sends me the envelopes and she's like, I love these recent cards you're doing. <laughs> that's, that's really that's cool. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I wanted to ask, um, so I looked on your website. It looks like you do a lot of art residencies. How does it work? Like the administration of having to look ahead to various projects and apply to things and how do you... Is it like a constant process of having to look ahead and plan yes. out your year? Is, are, is everywhere you go an artist residency or do you ever just go to a random city? No. We're not. We would love to go to, go to like, more, like just pick and choose yeah. where we go. We, we right now rely on some sort of invitation from an organization that can provide us some sort of support, right. whatever that support is you know yes yeah, so housing here, stipend is here it's, it's sulfur it's like a stipend and the housing it's is housing. That a, okay it's housing, okay yeah. cool so it's something uh, yeah but housing is the biggest part of our expenses yes. when we go into a city so for sure housing is unless you're that's the first thing we ask for living us. in your arc on the yeah, on the street somewhere I'm not going to <laughs> yeah that. Um, yeah i uh so you have to piece together your whole life is piecing together residencies yeah and then you know you apply and you don't know if you're gonna get it and then you apply some more yeah and so right now like we just finished sending in there's a ton of applications that were due in march and now we just kind of have to wait and do they tend to a lot of them are kind of aligned like that where there's a season where you apply seems like it it seems like there's a lot of applications that are due in like march and then a lot that are due in like september october okay so it's sort of on the end yeah i think it depends on when they're running yeah and you're kind of planning ahead for months in advance yeah but like right now we don't have much planned after September October, which is a little bit scary. lots of ways away. I mean, yeah, and then I mean, and we're in touch with um, a, a couple places, a couple places like a place that I it would. I'm really. I hope that we can go to Grand Forks, North Dakota, because I wow. think that would be really cool. Yeah, and we're what in touch with somebody the there. Yeah, we're in touch with somebody there who's um, part of their museum, and he they're interested in bringing us and the farther yeah. out like we are you know we can give them our budget and then they can a lot of organizations have an easier time accessing that money than we do as individuals oh, okay so, yeah and they can plan yeah. ahead yeah. well but i would think like at the beginning it would be really hard because you don't have a lot of evidence of what you're doing exactly. and then as it goes on and you have like your beautiful website your Substack, like all your social media and everything that it must be easier and easier to get accepted to residencies yeah, yeah and i think it becomes easier for us to even just be like hey this is what we do we would like to come to you can we talk about how that could be yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think like the social media and the newsletter part of it Building, building that up helps us like I mean, share the work and make connections, but getting the residencies is you know and applying to those like we're better we're much better at it right. first off than we were, but also just the body of work is so huge now. Right, that they that, see that it's legitimate. They see it's legitimate, and we have such a large amount to draw from for the applications that it's we can really tailor we can it. really yeah, tailor it cool. oh so yeah cool. to the city that's yeah. cool um well this is fascinating we're going to take a little station break again everyone this is arts on the air and i'm tamara garvey and i'm here with monica and adam of nomadic photo arc and we will be right back you are listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with a global soul. Trees are one of Chatham County's most treasured natural resources. Beyond their beauty and cultural significance, the impact of trees are far-reaching and compounding, spanning from economic benefits to health improvements to climate change resilience. 
trees are woven into every aspect of our lives. Savannah Tree Foundation protects and grows Chatham County's urban forest through tree planting, community engagement, and advocacy. More information is available at savannatree.org. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Brighter Day Natural Foods. Brighter Day Natural Foods has been serving Savannah's healthy food and supplement needs since 1978. It is located at the corner of Bull Street and Park Avenue. They have online ordering and curbside delivery available. And now a walk-up window for smoothies, juices, and sandwiches from the deli. They are open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday. More information can be found at brighterdayfoods.com. What does it mean when we say that WRUU is a community radio station? It doesn't just mean that we invite the community to create programming. And it doesn't just mean that we're a voice for the community. It also means that we're counting on the community to keep us going. And you are the community. Almost all of our modest budget comes from small annual or monthly donations from listeners like you. You get to enjoy our community-focused programming because many others have stepped forward to do their part. Now do your part by joining our community of listener donors. Go to WRUU.org right now and make a one-time or monthly donation. And thank you for supporting Savannah's community radio station, 107.5 FM. Hey everyone, welcome back to Arts on the Air. This is Tamara Garvey and I'm with Monica and Adam of Nomadic Photo Arc. This is a really cool project where they are traveling around the country and they have a truck and they're pulling a cargo trailer that's decked out with a photo darkroom. And so they're going around the country and they take photos of people and interview them their story. And right now they have a month or two month long show up at Sulphur Studios that you can come and see. And on Friday they are having a closing reception. All right. So let's see. When we went to the break, we were talking, I wanted to ask um, a little bit about if there's, as you're traveling around the country, are there any regions that have surprised you? Or Each region does force us to change a little bit of how we approach the project because what worked one place isn't going to work somewhere else. Like, uh, you were saying people in Savannah have to talk. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, uh, I don't want to say like less work, but a different kind of work here to get people to come and meet us and do interviews than like, uh, than Cleveland. It was more, or even Orlando where we were just more, you know, some places, we have to do more, you know, kind of like work and like reaching out. Mm-hmm. Is it so? I, it sounds like sometimes you're in bigger cities, also like Cleveland. Are you ever in huge cities, or is it always kind of a certain size? No, no. Yeah. Cleveland, okay. Orlando. Or you're not probably. doing like L.A. No, no. I, I mean, because ideally we'd be doing smaller, yeah, smaller. Our yeah. goal is yeah. to do you know cities that are less than a thousand or something like okay. that, or towns. I guess is what I should. It's kind of a good balance where they have to, you know, have some kind of gallery or arts residence to host you, but yeah. small enough where right people now, have time to come and talk to you. Yeah, yeah. right now, but I mean, eventually, I'd like know. to be independent of that and just be able to go. You know, however, we're funded. We're funded in a way where we can. Yeah. You know, we would like to go to Butte, Montana, and they probably don't. They don't have an arts organization to bring us. Yeah, but yeah. It's a space we'd like to go so to. So putting out in the world, maybe some museum is listening. Yeah. Like to host a <laughs> retrospective. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then you can travel. Yeah. Um, what is you for each of you? What's the thing that you really love about being on the road all the time? I just love the movement of it, being in a new place, all you know, as much as we can. And I mean, that's what I like about traveling on the bike too. Yeah. It's that kind of constant, you know, a little bit of constant motion and both, you know, physically and mentally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, about you, I agree. I think it's. I don't know, I just like getting to new places and figuring out what I'm supposed to do to be there or something. Yeah. Well, or said how I'm supposed to be there. When you originally started decking out this trailer for your project, you were like, there was like the option to buy a house or whatever, like maybe that was the next step. And so you almost like went in the complete, like you freaked out and went in the opposite direction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. <laughs> um, what, is, what is the thing for each of you that you dislike about being on the road all the time? Probably those same things. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it just makes all the daily stuff can make it can make that you know exponentially harder. Like just very very seemingly simple things like you know laundry. Right. You know, we have to go do laundry. It's like well, we've been in we've been in the woods for two weeks, or we've been you know, or where is there a good lawn? So that kind of 
day-to-day stuff can get hard. Um, yeah, all the things, if you live in a city, all the places and businesses around that you know to go to, for you, every single time, you have to scout it out. And find yeah, it pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, exactly. especially if we're moving a lot. Like, I mean, it's weird right now because we've just been, you know, we were in Orlando for 10 weeks before here, and then we only had a week in between. So we haven't really been moving a lot the last couple okay. months. And, um, but when we are, it, yeah, it can do, be... It's just tiring because yeah. you just don't totally know what to expect, which I, part of me loves it. And then part of me doesn't love that. Yeah. And, and like, and I think we, but we've gotten better at like planning a little bit more than, I mean, we go with the flow to a certain extent, but it's also like, generally we should have like a couple ideas of where we're going to stay if we're going to like drive right, towards right. this location. And... I mean, for most people, like the, the day that you're traveling on a vacation or a trip is so exhausting, you know, just, yeah. you have to be alert. You're in the airport or the train and everything is new and you're keeping an eye out. So for you guys, it's like this constant, just being alert and it's tiring. Yeah. Yeah. And driving that trailer is not an easy thing to do. It's right. A, it's a very, for me and my poor truck, that's like just trying to trying try to pull it. yeah, yeah. but you... it's like a lot yes yeah, but we also don't get to split the drive anymore because we have two vehicles now oh okay so, those long drives were in separate cars well, what what is your other vehicle the subaru okay. we just have a car we have a we drove i mean it's been over a year at this yeah, point yeah, but yeah i drove it out last february why why did you decide to get that we just needed a needed another car when we're in a city. Okay. Oh, so that's for when you're hunkering down in a city and you need to yeah. get around. Okay. I mean, it's great even if we're camping or something and if we're staying out somewhere because then you don't have to move the truck. You don't have to right. move, you know. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and the least amount of, of like, where I can put on that truck, the best, oh, right, I right. think. So it's just, and driving it in cities, is it's a big thing. It's right. Not, How many miles does the truck have on it now? Um, I bought it with a hundred and... 9,000, and I think I'm around 160 now. Yeah. And I bought it like two years ago. Oh, wow. So she's getting tired. Yeah. Yeah. She, but, you know, she's strong. <laughs> That's when so you used to be able at least to like split the driving, and now you don't have yeah. that luxury anymore. <laughs> yeah, and actually, the, that first drive across the country was the only time where we split the driving. Okay. And even that, I still probably did most of it. The, yeah. But just even being in the same car. Yeah. Has that been so, good? So, yeah, if you are on the road and you're living in this small trailer, then, it, yeah, it's a tiny space. It's a lot of together time. Has it been nice that at least now, during the periods where you're moving from one city to the other, you get a little alone time? Is that good? I don't know. To a certain extent. Yeah, but, I mean, it's fine, but yeah. I don't adore it. But but we have to stop for gas a lot yeah. with the trucks, so there's a lot of, you know... Do you have walkie-talkies that you're talking to each other no, as you drive? I don't. <laughs> we tried that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> didn't work. Yeah. And then... um. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's been fine. I but I would like we our dream is to the next iteration of this will be some kind of larger vehicle that has the dark room, has our living space all in one thing that is then towing the car on those longer. Oh, okay. Things yeah. and whether that's a school bus or something like that. I think it will yeah. probably be a schoolie of some, some kind sort. of RV. Or... Yeah, but cool. it like. I mean, I, I would prefer that just yeah. because it's just, you know, it's more gas. Even though his car gets really good mileage, it's still more gas. It's yeah. still more, it's another vehicle to be maintaining. It's like, you know, it's a lot of wheels on the road. Yeah, that's interesting. So that's going long term. That's It's almost like swapping instead of a car pulling the exactly. dark room. You want the dark room to pull a little car. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, I think we'll... Do we'll get there. Yeah, the that'll happen. Yeah. But it, Museums, heads up. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> they need anybody have a bus that we build up for? <laughs> I love the... I mean, a school bus would be amazing. You could paint the outside and it would be this crazy mural and you could be, like, advertising on the bus that it's for. And imagine yeah. how exciting everybody will be when they... Pat, when they're yeah. near you on the highway. Yeah, I think it would be... I don't know. It would be really... And it's also just, like, with a camper on the truck, we're still kind of limited on where we can sleep and... I think a bus, too, would allow us to kind of just yeah. pull into different parking lots. Oh, yeah. A school bus in a neighborhood is totally fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will know. Just on the curb. Yeah, yeah. No, but. Um, I want to talk. We haven't really gotten into so much, like, your actual project when you arrive in the city and you start the interviews. And, Adam, you mentioned um, before we were recording that you, you don't really prompt people and you don't give them any kind of time limit. You just let them start talking. 
And we have a prompt okay. that we give, but we don't ask a ton of questions during that. We've you kind of just you know uh, nod your head and smile and let them keep going. Yeah. Um, but there's no, I mean, there's a time limit in that someone else may have signed up for an hour and a half after you did, and so you can't talk to us for three hours because that <laughs> might mess up the next person. But yeah, we just we give a prompt and we kind of just let them let them go. So when somebody signs up for an appointment with you, what what happens when they arrive for it? Um, we right now we're doing them at the gallery, or a lot of them are at the gallery. But we also really like to meet people either at their place, at their house or, you know, some kind of location that has meaning to them. Okay. So you um, give them that option to yeah, decide. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have that option. And then, so we meet them and then we pretty much just go right into it pretty quick. Like, yeah, we'll sit give down them the- and we talk and give them a prompt and then we talk with them for up to an hour and then we go outside and take a photo. So okay. it's like, it's a... The photos of on often as the, the fastest shortest. Part, yeah. Really, just setting yeah. up the cameras. The... Yeah, that takes the longest, and then yeah, often it's like, I'll take the picture, and they're like, "Oh, that's it." Yeah, like, that's it. So you do <laughs> the talk first, and then the photo. Did you have you found that that works? Like, did you ever do the photo first and then the talk, and does Sometimes that way work better? Like, yeah. we have, we're meeting somebody at six in the evening next week, and that's gonna we'll have probably to do the photo shoot first. them first. Yeah, because the we'll lose the light. lighting. Yeah. So. so what is it? Do you feel comfortable sharing the prompt or do you like that to just be a secret for when people sign up? Sign up and find out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I could see. So people, and then they talk for however long and then you edit it down to five minutes, you said? To shoot for five minutes, yeah. Okay. Especially for a gallery setting. I will shoot for three to five minutes because I want people to be able to, to actually, there's our friend. <laughs> the, the train, train friend, yeah. yeah. The train um, is talking. I want folks to listen to it yeah and that's kind of the max that someone's gonna so in the gal if they you know there's like their photo being projected and then their voice playing for five minutes and then it just swaps to the next person mm-hmm. and then also at the show you have you know various walls of just the portraits that are up um how do you pick the five minutes do you look at the photo and pick something that you think goes with it or you pick no, I, the, most I, I the whole story down to five minutes so you know they're for the most part we've gotten better at guiding them to like an actual like cohesive like story yeah so there's plenty of tangents in the middle but there's going to be a beginning middle and end to okay. the story oh you want it to be a little like a narrative yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and we we kind of coach them through that like explaining what we need at the beginning and yeah yeah we you know adam often says you know we're really looking for a beginning middle and end and like trying to because to... our yeah because our prompt is about an event so it, it does you know Okay. Lead it leads itself to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you find, and then people, they go off and they talk about tangents. Do you think that, like, if you're very silent and you're just sort of, like, quietly looking at someone and giving them space, that they just, people tend to really go on and yeah. talk and share? Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. Some Somebody, people are like, oh, I'm done. That's my story. Yeah. And then you might ask, you know, a couple follow-up questions, but really, if we ask, you know, we'll ask some questions you know, I'm trying to ask questions that are geared towards, like, if I don't have that, like, ending like a soundbite. Like a nice button on it? To no, wrap it for up? that, yeah, if, or a good, nice little quote, then I'll kind of be pushing okay. for that a little bit. But that's, but yeah, sometimes it just kind of peters out, and you're just kind of sitting there in silence, you know? Okay, right. I guess let's go take a photo. I guess you, maybe you need to coach them. Like, the end is the most important part. If somebody is looking at this as a project, then it needs to be it needs to be wrapped up in a powerful way. So you have to keep asking them questions until you get, like, sometimes, some yeah, kind of good... Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Not, not yeah. always. I mean, some folks It doesn't always work. Plenty of... I, uh, it doesn't always work, but I'd say more so we don't always need to. Right. They'll have done it for us. We don't have to. There are plenty of stories that are amazingly powerful and... Yeah. Some people just give us hardly a had to ask anything. Yeah, like a lot of very good quotes. Do you think for a lot of people it feels cathartic to do it? Absolutely. Yeah, let's start going. I think that was a you know talking about something that's surprising. I was, I'm still continued to be surprised at how grateful people are for just having the time to talk and be heard, and I think that like. I think it says a lot about our society that pretty much everybody leaves feeling like relieved in some sense, I think. And I think that's, um, 
kind of makes me sad a little bit because <laughs> I just think everybody should have that opportunity. Yeah. But it also, I'm really glad that we can give that to people. So your project is kind of about your, like, just documenting everyday people and it's just giving people a chance to, just a, like a venue and a chance to be heard of whatever yeah. is. Yeah. Maybe even something that they didn't realize was weighing on them, but then you give them this prompt and then their mind is going and then suddenly like a big story comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I think part of my favorite, one of my favorite things that happens is when people make realizations about themselves in the middle of that process, but like, oh, I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's a powerful part of it. Yeah, it's really as well. like therapy. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. We yeah. are in no way licensed, but yeah. it is very simple. We do but not it, claim to be therapy. No, but it is. In the, the process is similar to talk therapy. Yeah. Do they ever ask you questions back and you get in a little of a dialogue with them? About That's it? how we end every, we yeah. end it by asking, by wanting them to ask us questions or add things. So yeah, yeah. usually it is, you know, kind of, we have a conversation about us and them at the end of the interview. What, what would you say, what proportion of the stories are um, like kind of somber and therapeutic versus just like very positive and fun? I think that for a lot of the stories, those two things are not um, separate. Uh, they are oftentimes big moments in their life, and they are often somber moments or sad moments or heavy moments in their life. But they're all really positive because they're all about overcoming those moments and what mm -hmm. happens after. So I would say that most of the stories are probably uh, not on the light side of things but they're all they're all positive stories yeah yeah i agree with that i think some of them are harder like if if i relate to them in certain ways or if adam relates to them in certain ways i think they can be more intense for us to listen to and yeah then, like you said um that usually by the end they framed it and it's you know they've overcome something if somebody's sharing is like if something bad is happening right now, you're venting to your friends and you're not through it yet, then it is just somber and hard. But because they're talking about things in the past and I guess the longer that it's been since it happened, then the more they've kind of gotten through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And some of them are, you know, we definitely mention, especially when, you know, we're interviewing, because we've interviewed some, you know, like their high school kids or the young college kids. So it's, we're very clear. It's like, you might be in, you, you know, this moment that you want to share with us, you could be in that moment right now. But they still end up being pretty positive yeah. stories. Yeah. yeah that, it kind of just occurred to me. So when you started this, it was, you know, like getting towards the end of COVID. I guess people were starting to come out and be active and mm -hmm. be okay. But I guess a lot of it, people were in like a really somber headspace in general and the whole country, very heavy. Yeah. So it's an interesting time to have started this project with that being pretty fresh on people's minds. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's still very prominent in people's minds, you know. Yeah. Even if we're out of it, so to speak. But in the portraits it seems like is I don't know if I just haven't looked at enough of them, but most people are not smiling. They just are sort of serious. I um I ask you not to, but I also don't I ask people to just kind of meditate and sort of think about what they were talking about. So I don't some people smile, and I feel like everybody has a little bit of a gentle, like almost a smirk or something, a lot of people, mm. but, um, but you know, I want to show people's strength and people's endurance, I think, and that some people may see that in a giant grin. I don't necessarily see that in a giant grin, so... Um, but the subject matter and the intensity of their story is going to influence like what they yeah. are. Yeah. And that's why we do it in the order that we do it. Yeah. But yeah, people, I don't tell people really to do anything yeah. except like relax and that just, you know. Yeah. But like sometimes I've had somebody like go into full, you know, headshot cheese smile mode and I'm like, this is not what you need to do so like you don't need to put a mask on you don't need to do that kind of thing just be and then we'll we'll go from there yeah. and you said it usually just takes one shot for yeah people. that's interesting yeah. at this point yeah how long of a sh it, it, so this big this i just refer to it as a victorian camera <laughs> 
Is it an unusually long shutter speed for this camera? No, oh, because I'm shooting okay. on film, so it's still like 60th of a second or 125th okay. or something, so it's pretty quick. And then um, people get, they, they get like an 8x10 print of it, of their photo, or how, no. how do you give do it? Give a digital yeah. file of oh, okay. it, and then they can, uh, you know. You can buy at cost. Buy a yeah. print at cost, yeah. Because okay. I can't, we can't afford it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for the vast majority of people, uh, digital file that they can print is, fine. Yeah. is totally fine and you know if you went and got that printed at kinko's for your family it's it's gonna last plenty long yeah um and then to give the option to purchase a, oh. a yeah so it's and, not like the same price at a as a gallery no it's just to help us re, you know cover the cost yeah. of the chemicals and the paper and stuff how do you guys work out um just your your daily routine for a project like here in Savannah where you're here for four weeks or six weeks and you have appointments with people to do the photo shoots, do you do like, like, like do you do one a day and then you work on the photo or do you wait until you have a bunch of things to process? And Yeah, like right like now that? I have most people here I'm just starting to process. So we usually, I like to do everything kind of in batches. So like yeah. I'll, you know, I'm going to process all of the film and then I'll start printing and then I'll just be printing I don't totally love shooting and processing and printing all at the same time. Mm. I don't know why, because it's probably totally fine, but I just, my head just doesn't work that way. And um, so here we, we're only shooting about two days a week at the moment. We're catching up on a lot of other stuff and like, yeah, we're, we're putting together some zines and we're like, like and all those applications. Oh yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of back end stuff that yeah, we've sort a lot of put aside. Yeah, that needs to be. We just have to catch up on. But I don't know, like daily routine. I don't know if we have one, but okay. I mean, you know, here we're for the online sign up. It's you know we've we've limited it to two days two days a week that folks can do it, and then. But there's still other people that'll. Email us yeah, I mean, obviously, work, like, then... if those days don't work, we can, yeah. you know, there's five other days in the week that we can use. But it's to give us time to go, you know, be out just in the city with the camera right. and kind of uh, uh, break away a little bit from from Sulphur Studios community, which is, which, um, stop. Just staring at her, chewing her foot. Their little dog is here. <laughs> She's uh, just over there. Like, they're not. They're not talking hard. to me. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, we want to be able to to capture as much as we can. Capture the city as a whole versus yeah. just one set, one subset. Right. This one neighborhood. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you. Yeah. Are there? What are some places around Savannah that you've like people? where people have taken you for photo shoots as you've discovered anywhere that you really liked? The most, most of the stuff that we've photographed in Savannah this time and last time is right, kind of right around Sulphur. Okay. Right. Um, they haven't taken you just out into the countryside or something? Met somebody else get away. At the, yeah, at this oh, okay. time we photographed someone at Daffin Park. So not a ton not of, too much. Okay. not too much. In Daffin there's that nice, in the middle, there's this oak tree lane. That's yeah. part of the trees. Okay. Shot, right? Like yeah. a mini Wormslow. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you guys gone out to Wormslow? Mm-mm. No. Oh my gosh. Do you know about it? No. Okay. Well, you got to bring the camera. Okay. It's a mile and a half where it's just, tr- just oak trees like that. And oh, it's wow. something like 400 live oaks and you can either walk or drive down it. But yeah, it's just this ongoing, like, this huge canopy of trees. Wow. All right, so, we'll go. Yeah. Gotta go. We're so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is there, what, where around Savannah have you loved? Where have you discovered? I mean, we haven't honestly had okay. a chance to explore <laughs> and you know, we didn't last year at all and we're yeah now we have the time and now we've kind of finished some applications <laughs> that we have time to explore so we but i mean i go to daffin park almost like three yeah you run you run because i there. run there and that's cool that like i love that park yeah like, i adore it and you yeah you were here in february is when the azaleas bloomed and were amazing it's so early so in february in Forsyth park was amazing with the azaleas and then oh. bonaventure cemetery i don't know if you got out there Still haven't. We really need to go there okay. this year. That's just like a ten-minute drive. You got to go. Yeah, yeah. I go there with the dog all the time. The azalea thing has peaked, unfortunately, but it's still beautiful. There's the Spanish moss everywhere, and yeah. there's some really dramatic, like angel sculptures oh, and things cool. that you could take. Some actually, it would be 
maybe with your camera instead of going on some day with the bright azaleas, you yeah. go on like a gray, gloomy day. It'd be really cool. It's a nice cemetery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, there's a lot of. But we've been down to like River Street and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, and we've cool. done that. And we did the museum and. Yeah. We've gotten around. That's great. Just... You're getting around. Yeah. <laughs> what is yeah. your. So, and you have, a, you have a podcast that you do as well, right? Do you want to talk about that a little bit? The podcast is uh, more intermittent than we like. <laughs> yeah, you have point. a lot. But going on. <laughs> um, the the podcast and our newsletter are both on Substack, and the they're both different. They're both ways of kind of showing the work. That's not. That's not Instagram. <laughs> Essentially, it's, yeah. it's you know, and so it lets us. Um, share stories and portraits and then also a little bit of the backstory and what um what led us to talk to them what did we get what did we get out of talking with them um I was like the the meta the behind the scenes uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Okay. A- and and also to show themes and stories and to you know yeah. pick here's three stories not from the same place that talk All about something talk about. similar oh that's nice yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll post in the liner notes of this, you know, links to get to you guys and your Instagram and your Substack. But yeah, just a little bit so people can sign up on the Substack and then they just get an email when mm-hmm. you've published. Yeah, and we do one about one a week is what we're okay seems to be comfortable for us. We also have a Patreon where we do like weekly updates. That's and the paid that, tier. Yeah, and that's yeah. a paid thing. And, and there's a paid tier on the Substack as well. Okay. Yeah. So there's what do they get from that? Um, we do digital zines. Um, and then also they get the, the full archive. Of yeah. The posts. They get full archive of the posts. And then also like Adam uploaded the video that is up at the gallery right now for paid people. Mm. What so and the video is like an amalgamation of a lot of the time. It's the loop that's playing in the gallery. So it's an hour long loop of just a select selection of stories okay. and, and portraits. And yeah, just kind of like a, you know, a thank you to the folks that, support us financially that aren't in Savannah can't come to the show they yeah. can see a little bit of what's up in the we're gallery we're still figuring out how to what we're doing do those things yeah. yeah I think yeah there's and there's a local artist or a local author I talked to recently Jessica Lee Libos who had a great talk and she um yeah so she publishes on Substack and she said she had a similar kind of business plan where a lot the recent ones are up there and they're free and then the really older archive is the one that's locked away for the paid subscribers so that seems like a good like a, an interesting model that people are doing yeah. in general what are some, um, I don't know, just to kind of wrap this up, any kind of common themes that you want to talk about? or The, the yeah. coolest part for me about the project is seeing all the common themes. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone has a story, first off. Like, people are like, I don't have anything to say, and then they're the most interesting person that you've talked to. Is that, yeah, that's um, everybody's knee-jerk thing, right? Yeah, to be well, I don't have a story. It's like, yeah, you do. Um, but yeah. just the, the, there are all the, there are a lot of, commonalities in the, in the stories that we find and being here and set up how we are and specifically with the video loop is being able to show how those stories interact and show that you know this they're telling us a story individually yeah. but they're really having conversations with each other through their stories right so you like it's like the art that you've made in doing this video is crafting this narrative of like tying all these people together yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and that part i really like yeah what um what program do you use for your editing for which for the audio i don't know for I just, anything I yeah. just switched to hindenburg for the audio hindenburg okay i haven't heard of that i was using yeah i'm trying to not have us both have to have an adobe creative cloud subscription okay so <laughs> i'm um, figuring myself i'm figuring out little pigeon editing so yeah um, adobe is it's called really, hindenburg that sounds very dark it's really why would anybody really name good. anything it's that really <laughs> okay it has, yeah. the new the next version has built in transcription that's oh cool. so which for fascinating. us is like a godsend yeah so yeah cool yeah. Well, it's been really fascinating, and yeah. you, you all have the you're the first people who aren't na- like living here, Savannians, who have interviewed. So congratulations Thank for you. making it Thanks. the cut through. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, again, so this has been Monica Jane Frizzell and Adam Share of Nomadic Photo Arc, and their show at Sulphur Studio. There is going to be a closing reception this Friday night. 
Um, and I'm going to post links to all their work. And thank you so much for being with us. It's been fascinating. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been great. Next up on WRUU, that old Savannah magic from 4 to 6 p.m. It's a variety show featuring Savannah history, radio theater, interviews, and music. You are listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with a global soul.